Sign up for the banking app that does more than send and receive money. Oro Cash is the online bank tailored to deliver financial services designed for black families, black businesses, and black communities. Sign up at Oro.fund. If you want to get rich, go alone. If you want to build wealth, go with Oro. and writer Jason Peters here. I'm sitting with Bugs. Uh, we just wrapped up the first recording for the episode of Captains and Majors. And I wanted to talk to you. I just wanted to ask you about, you have actually been to the, to yeah. the New York Urban League Classic. Yes. In its older iteration. The older iteration. Yes, I went to the older iteration in the 70s. My uh, godmom was close to uh, the guy, one of the big guys at, at Grambling. And it was Grambling and Morgan that he played at the New York Football Classic. And that was a hell I was going to say, do you remember what year that was? That had to be 71, 72. I was still in high school. And uh, she was having the uh, marching band girls were supposed to come back by her house for the party. A couple came, but, it, <laughs> but it, it, they had it no interest. It wasn't what you would have helped. They, they, they had no interest in us, myself or my god brother, Fountain Jones. But um, the experience was amazing because at that time, I had never seen... Folks who were in my age group, and although, yeah, football was there, but those guys in the football field always seem older. You know, when you're in high school, those guys seem mm -hmm. older. But uh, they seemed like they were in our age group. And the excitement uh, that was going on in the old Yankee Stadium at the time was just amazing. And, and, and I mean, I was more dialed in on, unfortunately for you football fans, I was more dialed in on the marching band because I was about the music. So I, I was going to say, you'd be shocked how many people, not, I don't think you'd be shocked because you've been to the event, yeah. but listeners would be shocked how many people told me that the show starts at halftime. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And even the football players were like, people don't leave the stands yeah. during halftime. They stay and they watch. And well, let me tell you why. Because if you're, unless you're, um, you're from the South or you're from the school or you're a big college football fan, I mean, as it is today, I mean, unless you really uh, know the players on the college teams, you watch because ordinarily there may not be football on at that particular time. So you just want to see people get hit uh, catching or the you know, defense offense. But if you don't know the names of the people playing, it's, a, it's another football game. But when it came down to that halftime and at the time, you had songs that were big from Earth, Wind & Fire, and you had songs that were big from groups like Cool & The Gang doing the Cool & The Gang street band years where they were making uh, uh, Cool & The Gang, Cool & The Gang, Hollywood Swinging, and those songs that the band, marching band, were playing, and it sounded so good, and uh, the, the ladies marching with the uniforms yep. on and the fellas with the tassels on the hat. It was just an all-out-and-out -out show. I understand why it's called Showtime Marching Band for Howard. And let me say this. Uh, I've, in doing this project, I've learned so much about marching bands in general. So, like, both, both like, Howard and Morehouse, for instance, have specific um, women that dance for the Morehouse team. The Spelman right. girls That's come right. over, and they have a dance line. 
And then for Howard, they have uh, the Ulala Ladies, and we actually interviewed. You're, we're gonna you're gonna hear Bugs talk about the Ulala Ladies, but we haven't recorded that episode Ooh, yet. <laughs> um, and the, I like that. I was going to ask if they had played songs that were modern for the time. Yeah, what they do, what those, then. what the bands do, what the bands do, they play whatever songs that are relevant. Uh, where we are now, you know, the the college, the college bands will play. Don't be surprised if you hear, hear some drill music mm-hmm. on the seventeenth. Some of those drill beats, or, or some of the R and B records that are out right now, they cover them and they cover them like to perfection. Did you know that? First of all, I, I talked to the um, head of. Morehouse's marching band and I one of my first questions for him and he had asked me about it he said I said to him what is the process of converting a hip-hop song into a marching band score and he says him and the drum major work on it together and it's it's actually a pretty complicated process because they are the ones that have to do it. You can't yeah. Google how to do that. No, it's not. Can't. It's not online, no, and then all that stuff is kept pretty secret. And you know, and you know, the hardest part is is getting the horns together because the horns. A lot of songs today don't have horn lines. You have uh, simulated horn lines, or you have certain hits on the, in certain chords on the keyboards. But it's finding what's going to be right for all those horns and to keep the harmony of the horns going at the same time. So it's like the tenor, the trump, tenor sax, uh, alto sax your soprano sax player, then your trombone, and and then you've got your baritone saxophone player. All that's got to be in there. That's your bottom. Then you've got your tuba or the Susie phone, right? <laughs> it's like keeping all those horns together. You were talking about instruments I'd never heard of. Yeah, like the yeah. Sousaphone <laughs> is actually, it's the, it's the, it's the wraparound, it's the, right? It's the, it's the big tuba-looking yeah. thing. You've got the stand-up tuba with the three vowels. It's like a mini tuba. Yeah, but then you've got the bigger one where, and I mean, just to get those sounds, because it's a, it's a, com- it's a com- combination of sounds, and that's the big sound that really hits you in the face. And the and the and the and the, the 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 hardest part for the marching bands is to be able to take a rhythmic a song that might just be rhythmic because these days everything is a sample mm-hmm. and to be able to include the instruments and take it back to its original being. So if you've got a sample of a song, there's a hip hop record out now that's got uh, Tony Braxton, "You're Making Me High" as the the bed of the song. So now you have to actually reintroduce the instruments with the bed of the song, and then the top has to be whatever keyboard sounds, yeah. or, you know, that 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 really is the face of the music now. So that's probably the difficulty that they were saying now in transposing these songs for a marching band. Before it was a little bit easier because yeah. everybody, the instruments were there. They yeah, you really had horns. You it had horns. You had guitars. You had keyboards. You had that. But now it's a, I can see where where you said that uh, when you spoke to them, how it's a little more difficult now, and they both together have to put it together and then transpose it over to all the other instruments. If anything, the composers like uh, Sir Wick, which is the name of Morehouse's band leader. Um, they probably have a better understanding of the musical composition of these songs than the original artists who made them. Than the artists who sampled the songs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, in the yeah. hip-hop case. Yeah, and, yeah. and I'll tell you how secret all of it was. For this whole project, everyone I talked to, not one person would tell me a single song that they're going to play at the classic. No, because that's, that's, your, that's your duel. Mm. It even happened in when I came up during the time of local bands. We didn't have DJs playing at parties. Like the bands would play at the catering halls uh, for the weddings and for the parties. But you never let the other band know what songs you were playing. 
Like, they knew that you were going to do certain songs, mm -hmm. but they didn't know which ones, and they didn't know how you were going to do them. Yeah, or when in the set and all and that And when stuff. in the set and all that, so that's why that's, that's always going to be a secret. Pretty much, it's like that now with DJs, right? Mm. You go to a club, some of the DJs who, who get on before the star DJs, like you get a DJ that comes on before Funkmaster Flex and he don't know him, He's going to try to play every song he thinks Funkmaster yeah. Flex is going to play. I've been in those DJ meetings. They're like, don't use all the hits. But when, uh, but when, but when, but when a guy like Funkmaster Flex, a cool DJ, Red Alert, shows up, uh, or DJ enough, they're going to play some of the songs you already played. It's not the songs that you play or that they play that make them hot. It's the way that they it's play how, them. It's how. So that's the, still always going to be the key. And let me say this. Um, something else cool I learned about it, and you'll hear about these in some of the marching band episodes, and you've already heard about it if you're a listener because this came out as a bonus episode after the fact. But what you were referencing with, like, Cool and the Gang and Hollywood Swinging, mm -hmm. that would be referred to internally in the marching bands as book three. So there's book one, book two, and book three. Book one is all their traditional songs, like the school's fight songs. Right. This is the stuff they lean on, their bread and butter. And then book two it is book two is kind of a mishmash of everything. But book three depends on the year and depends on that, the students. That I never knew. That yeah, I never knew. It's, yeah. it's very interesting, the terminology, because for them, book three is like – because these guys are so talented that run these marching bands and they're so like tuned in that they give up a lot of their power to the students to be like, oh, you want to do this song? Help me compose it. Right, <laughs> and and right. then, but you have to come to us with the songs that right, are the hits. Right. And even with that fact, for like Howard, people heard it in the show, the favorite of a lot of the Howard students was a Temptations song. It was a, is a pop that Papa was a Rolling Stone. Papa was a Rolling Stone. And we're gonna hear that at the classic, and I'm sure. And and apparently that's a, a class favorite. And you know now where that, that bass player is very that bass is very prominent, but you'll hear the trombone and the and the tuba, blom 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 blom, and that goes along with the hits from the boom, boom, boom mm -hmm. the bass drum. So like they, they it's like so the bass player you don't have a bass player per se on the field, but that bass is the bass drum and the bottom in those horns. That's how they make up for the bass. It's the way that they distribute the different instruments in the marching band that I find amazing. And that's the magic of it all. And you'll see it doing the HBCU football classic. And I wanted to ask you before we wrap things up here, do you have anything else that you'd like to share about your experience attending the previous iteration of the New York football classic? I, yeah, I will say this. And I went to the... Um, I went to the tailgate party in 2016. My cousin had a couple of folks with him from uh, the post office. And that tailgate party, if you think the Jets and the Giants tailgate or whatever team you follow is a big thing, wait till you get in that Meadowlands parking lot on, on September 17th. That tailgate party is amazing. Bring your knockwish, bring all your food, make sure you don't burn up the chunk of your car when you put the uh, grill back in. But it's going to be special. That's uh, a highlight. That's a highlight of this HBCU New York football classic. All right. Well, thank you. This has been a, a bonus episode of Captain Ma Captains and Majors. I am producer and writer Jason Peters, and I'm here with Fred Bugsy Bugs. And uh, thank you for listening. At me, Bugsy Bugs World, Instagram, Twitter. We love you. <laughs>
it's Jason Peters, the producer of Captains and Majors. I'm sitting here with the CEO and founder of Orocash, Silton Kali Moore. How are you doing? I am great. I'd like to thank you all for bringing us on today. This is a great opportunity. So I just wanted to ask people at the beginning of this episode, they heard the ad for Orocash. What exactly is Orocash? Uh, Orocash is basically the cash app for black people, but it does so much more. Have you ever been in a situation where you're using your cash app and you're trying to send someone who's overseas? When they get back from wherever they went, that's when they'll get the money. If you use Orocash, someone can be in the Caribbean, in Latin America, South America, Africa, and you can send them money account to account directly, and it's easy. Okay, um, why should people sign up for Orocash? The word Oro means gold in Spanish, and in Yoruba it means wealth. So this is one of the few times in history where black and brown people have the opportunity you have the knowledge, insight, experience and the technical ability to recreate your own future from scratch Oro Cash is banking for you by you we have some of the most skilled people in the industry of finance, law, technology having experience with money and what money means to people's financial sovereignty. We're different because we're built for you. We're different because we're built by you. Use Oro Cash, check it out. And in the coming months, you'll see we'll give you even more of what you always desire from your banking app. Well, I just wanted to say thank you for sponsoring Captains and Majors and for choosing to work with Hot 97. Shout out to Oro Cash, and, and thank you so much. Made hot by Orocash.